Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Michael Martin here. So, you know, I'm not going to make a lot of comments on the crazy stuff going on in the market because, you know, it there's no real value in that. You know, it's I think you all probably could see see for yourselves what it was. But one thing did come up to me that uh, could be valuable to you, and that is the concept of margin. Now, if you trade uh, commodity futures, you already know that everything is cleared in a margin account, right? You put something long or short in your account, and you have a margin call. And that's expected, so you have to post initial margin. Then, if the security works against you, not the security, if the commodity works against you, there's a minimum amount of money that you need to have posted for that position. And that level goes down to maintenance margin. Now, once you hit that level, your FCM, if there's cash available, is going to reinstate the full amount, right? Because they always want to make sure that there is a bottom line amount of capital that you need to hold against the notional value of the, of the commodity futures contract. Reg T is a very different beast in the equity space, right? That comes through the Federal Reserve Board, um, which took it over, I believe, in 1934. And that was as a result of the crash in 29 and everybody who was trading on margin then who got blowed up. Blowed up! Um, to give you some historical context, you could buy stocks at that period of time the way you would buy commodity futures, meaning most futures are set somewhere between 5 and 10% margin, initial margin against their notional value. There's a calculator. It's called SPAN. I'm not going to get into it. You can look it up. A lot of it's based on the volume and the volatility of the front month, and that determines, they use that calculator to determine what the initial margin is going to be. I'm going to come back to that. Reg T and Regulation U are a whole other ball of wax. Regulation U monitors and governs the rules of banks lending to Wall Street firms for the purpose of further extending that money under Reg T to investors who want to trade on margin. Margin is a very interesting thing how they've put it all together because within the margin agreement, even if you have a, you know, $10 million in your account and you have a margin agreement, you may never have used margin, but it's an important thing to know that when you sign your margin agreement, you can borrow against the value of your shares. You can take out the cash, you can spend it, you can write checks. Um, you can obviously use it to buy more stock. You can actually borrow a million against your 10 million if your 10 million was fully invested and buy fully paid options. Option premia are not marginable, but you can use margin money to spend and buy debits and pay for them in full. Um, you could also take Reg T money and put it in a type 8 or some type of futures margin account and trade futures with borrowed money against your stocks, right? That's all permissible. Um, but here's what you should know. When you sign the margin agreement, you also sign this thing that's got a fancy name called a hypothecation agreement. And that basically allows the broker-dealer to take the stocks that you have that are fully paid for but that are sell settled in your margin account and um, let 
the broker dealer again borrow them from you and lend them to people who want to sell shares short you see you will always own them in street name you will always own the instruments that you own at your cost basis uh, across the board even though those securities might not be in your account specifically right because they're held in street name so that's kind of how all this GameStop stuff had happened is that people were borrowing these shares and they sell them short um, you should know also that at any given moment in time to curtail speculative activity your member firm your broker dealer and or your FCM can increase your margin rates without notice and without warning and without anything other than saying you have a margin call you had and it happened in silver the other day a silver margin was like I don't know what it was 12 15k for the 5,000 ounce and they increased it by they doubled it I think they more than doubled it they made it like 18 so now you have initial margin of 33,000 and if you did the math you know your 5,000 ounce contract with the March in and around 30 bucks you have 150k notional value and they're saying that your initial margin is 30k so your margin rates 20% that's high um, but and it is what it is it's sending a message to the community and I've seen this happen in times when platinum and palladium were very thin and had low you know had high volatility they basically set the margin to the full notional value in other words, you had to pay and put up 100% of the notional value. In the case of silver, that would be like saying that your margin call is $150,000 to trade one of the 5,000-ounce contracts of Comex Silver. And they do that to send a few messages. One, if you're at that FCM, they're saying you can trade all the silver you want, but you're not going to basically trade it here. They're discouraging you from doing it. So they're sending a message without actually saying it, saying we, you are not going to extend you the margin that you are afforded, perhaps through another member firm. We don't want that business here because we know that it's trouble. And we don't want to be in the business of collecting and having to do all that stuff because it doesn't pay. It just makes for really angry clients, people who have lost money, don't forget, in futures, it's possible to lose more than 100% of your account balance, right? So let's just say you had, you know, the easy example. You wouldn't do this anyway, but if margins were lower like 10K and you had a $2 move against you in silver, your 10K is vaporized. Well, if it went down three, you could see, you know, offset your position having lost three. And now that's 15K against your 10. So now you're at a negative balance and you have to put money into your account just to bring it back to zero. That's not a spot that you want to be in because you can't make money on that and it becomes a debt. Here's the problem. Futures trades settle same day. It's not T plus one, not T plus two, not T plus five like it used to be. Where you, you could buy a stock and fly from New York to London and back over the weekend, and the bill still hasn't been paid. You know, that's craziness. To me, that puts too much risk in the system. I, my belief as a philosopher here is that settlements for everything should be same day. But anyway, that's a different uh, 
ball of wax. Now, the exchanges in the futures business, they extend, or excuse me, they determine what the margin rates are going to be for the instruments that trade on their exchanges, right? So you have uh, NYMEX will determine all the energy margins, right? They wouldn't go out and say what the margin should be on cattle because it's not their market, right? And I'm sure the folks at the CME would tell the folks at NYMEX to go forth and procreate with themselves if they had opinions on margins. Um, so those margin rates are set by the respective exchanges. Now, member firm FCMs, right, not introducing brokers, but FCMs, people who are actually clearing members, would basically say, we can adopt those margins as our own, or we can step out and make them more stringent, make them much more aggressive. So if they say, if the exchange like the COMEX says, well, margin for silver is 15K, your clearing member could say, well, for our clients, we require 20K. And that's, those are the rules. And you either play by the rules or you trade silver somewhere else. They could also save 100%. What they cannot do is to say, well, we understand where the COMEX is coming from, where New Yorkers like they are, we love, we respect them, we went to grade school with them. However, we feel that the 15K is a little too aggressive. So for our clients, we're going to say initial margin on the Big Daddy COMEX Silver 5K contract is in fact 10000 They cannot do that. The lowest they can go is exactly where the exchange has set it, but they cannot make it more lax. They could make it much more stringent, up to 100% of notional value, but they cannot let the retail clients off the hook. Now, they can also discriminate. If you think that Tudor Investments is going to pay higher margins because they want to scare the retail crowd out of the business, you got another thing coming. So all of this is something that you need to think about if you're carrying these balances and trading on margin is that not only do you have to worry about protective stops, right? You also have to wake up and understand that if the market does become volatile, even if it's volatile in your direction, you still might be have, get a, a, a new maintenance call because they've bumped the rates up, right? So you should know that now because you might have strong feelings about what you think is fair. So you can imagine being, you know, catching the move back in on the sil December silvers from 20 to 30 and they jack the rates up from 15 to 30K. You might actually have to offset winning trades because you don't have the cash available in your account to carry the full margin. Keeping in mind that smaller traders tend to be, uh, have no choice but to be much more aggressive, right? Aggressive CTAs, and this is not risk management, but it's an eyeball kind of figure of like who's taller than the next guy. Um, if you have 15% margin to equity, you know, you're kind of in the aggressive side of things. Now, if you have a smaller account, you have 100K and one silver contract at $30,000, right? Your margin to equity is 30%. But when you're smaller, um, even though the water's cold, you have no choice. You can either say, I have to be more aggressive in that regard, or I have to trade a smaller, the smaller contract, maybe the mini. Maybe you have to go to the SLV. We've talked about how you express the risk in your account. There's lots of ways to do it. But I thought, given what I saw, it reminded me of a lot of instances where the markets have stepped in and done things, you know, because they're all the talk about Robinhood, which I could not care less about. 
I remember in Hurricane Andrew, I happened to be long gasoline coming into that weekend, and I know exactly where I was. I was up in Santa Barbara at a friggin' polo match because I, I have friends in that space. I don't do it myself. And I remember looking and talking to my traders in Chicago, and they're like, you know, gasoline's up 10 cents. And that's at a time when the average true range was probably like two or three cents. So I'm up three big numbers on a Sunday night over Globex, what they traded, they called it Globex at the time. And I'm like, what the hell's that? And they're like, yeah, there's some hurricane. Now, I grew up in the Northeast. We had hurricanes come through all the time. And yes, there was wind. Sometimes a tree would get knocked over, whatever. There's no real lasting damage. Now, obviously, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen like Hurricane Andrew. No one did. Obviously, it's a terrible tragedy. Next day, the thing's up another 10 cents. So I'm up 20-something cents just for this on gasoline, right? Sleepy little contract. And... uh you know, it is what it is. The market, you know, absorbs and understands the risk. Prices go up. So in this vein of like the market participants and the exchange can basically do what they want. One day I look in, I think the next day I look into the account and there's nothing there. Like the whole contracts are gone. And what the exchange did is they said there was a force majeure and that they were kind of annulling the contract itself. So whoever was short was annulled, and whoever was long was also annulled. And so the folks who would have owed me, you know, the counterparties who would have used monies would have transferred over from their account because it's all marked to the market and cleared in the same day. They let everybody off the hook. So what are you going to do? You're going to complain while there's people dying that you just lost a lot of rate of return in your account. Um Right, so it happened. Like they just annulled the contracts. No gains, no losses. The margin was released to my account with no, no harm, no foul. I don't remember if they gave me back the commissions, but that's small potatoes. The point being is that these things will happen over time, and you need to be aware of that if you're in that space. Even if you're making money, that they will, the exchanges can step in and set the rules. Also, in the commodity space. The markets there are basically built for hedgers that you can speculate is incidental. The hedgers get lower margin rates. The rules are built for them. It's their market. All right. So it's interesting to think about what people think they're entitled to and what these they come up with their own fairness doctrines. Right. And so if you've been around the block as long as I have, you realize that everyone is out to get you somehow. You know, you have sometimes like when your clearing member has also a prop book. And this is long before high frequency trading. So those people were actually against you, right? They're trading against you. They could be. Um, commission rates, margin rates, clearing fees. Um, there's conflicts of interest everywhere. And so I mention this because I hear from a lot of folks who are struggling and they're trying to figure it out. But this is a big business and there's lots of issues. There's many facets to it. And somehow they can all morph to harm you and make things difficult for you. There is no single magic wand like Yoda that I can wave over you and lift your X-wing fighter out of the swamps of Debaga. It doesn't work that way. The way you got to learn about this business is by doing it. There's no better way to learn it is to just jump in. 
and risk small amounts of capital and find your way as you do it. Okay? It's a tough it's a tough thing to have the Nymex come in and say we're annulling your trades and all the the money that was gone. Right? But in the grand scheme of things with all the other suffering, you kind of look back and say they probably did the right thing. If you have you know GameStop in your account and you were fully loaded, and you don't have any trading techniques, and they came in and said, you have to cut your position because we're cutting margins, then you look at some of the days where the thing was blasted 50%. Those people who otherwise would have been fully loaded, right, didn't give back as much because they had to offset their positions. So I don't know the full story of uh, GameStop and Robinhood and all that, but I promise you this, Maxine Waters is going to get to the bottom of it and those people are going to have to come and testify and in that that committee which i've seen testimony even the toughest most steely resolved ceo is going to have to give them good answers because this is not a committee that can be bullshitted too much anyway i put this out there just for insight that you think you're in the game and you have your system rules but then there are the overall system rules of the games that you play. And those rules, you know, can sometimes, even when you're making money change in such a way that you have to make a decision that might not be in your financial best interest uh, because other people think it is in your best interest, i.e. cut your reg T, we're taking away margin, um, we're increasing our margin interest rates, right? That's all kind of calculated but can change at any given moment. Um, yeah. So, again, be prepared for the unexpected because the more you're aware of these things ahead of time, you can adjust your emotional constitution now long before it ever happens to you if you're aware that these things can happen. Anyway, a little longer today than normal, but a lot of history going on in the, in the markets and um, history rhymes, so you'll likely see this again. If you haven't gotten a copy of the audiobook version of the inner voice of trading. You can get it for free at Martin Chronicle. And I uh, hope you have a good rest of your day. I'll see you tomorrow.